Hey, so I wanted to make sure that you didn't miss out on the Mother's Day self-care giveaway I am doing. I have this amazing gift uh, package giveaway. And to win it, all you have to do is leave me a written review for the podcast on iTunes. And I'm going to go with the caveat, like your mom probably said, if you don't have anything nice to say, please don't say anything at all. So leave the written review on iTunes and either screenshot it or make sure you put your Instagram handle in the comment so I can trace it back to you. And then head on over to Instagram because you can get some extra entries that way as well, but you definitely need to leave the written review. And then the winner will be announced Friday, April 30th. So I'm so excited and that way you can get the gift in time for Mother's Day to pamper yourself, mama, because you deserve it. Welcome to Motherhood Makeover Podcast. I'm your host, Kristen Faust, mom of two boys and certified nutrition coach and personal trainer. I help busy and overwhelmed moms, is that you? Make self-care simple by focusing on the five foundations of health and wellness so that you can feel your best and love who you see in the mirror. Okay, welcome, welcome, mamas. Today is special. It is the 50th episode of Motherhood Makeover, and I'm so excited because it's also the first interview podcast. And today I have with me Sarah Call, and Sarah and I met through, uh, we had, were in the same coaching group with our sales coach, Jillian, and we were placed in the same sort of power pack. And it's so funny because I was thinking today how you and I, when we had our first call, I think it was, I was saying how I was starting my podcast and my goal was to get like the trailer done. And here we are, episode 50. So it's kind of cool to see. So awesome. It's so exciting. When you said 50, I didn't know it was 50. That's so cool. Yeah. So do you want to go ahead and introduce yourself? Tell everyone a little bit about you. Yeah. So my name is Sarah Call and I um I am a single mom mentor. And I also and I with that I focus on um bringing out your natural self. And we call that your wild woman, like kind of who your soul was when you were born. And, um, so today we're kind of going to talk about the wild woman, but, um, I also like my background a little bit is I've just kind of, I've been a single mom for 15 and a half years and I have two kids and I've just loved that kind of journey. You know, like, of course I've dated here and there, but I'm just the type of person that if something doesn't feel a hundred percent, right, then I'm not going for it as far as my family goes and, and so um, I have been a long-term single mom, but it's also afforded me the chance to kind of live life the way I wanted to live life, you know, with not a whole lot of compromise. So that's a little bit about my background. And um, other than that, I, I mean, we could just dive right in. Yeah, let's, let's talk about it. Let's hear more about this wild woman. All right. So I kind of started learning about the wild woman um, like a couple years ago, and I and it really was um, intriguing to me because I was like, you know, like you hear wild today and you're kind of like, Ooh, I don't want to be associated with like, you know, a crazy wild woman, but really what the wild woman archetype is, is that um, who you were, who your soul is at birth before any society or culture or parents or teachers, religious influencers, anything like that got inside your head to kind of steer your path. And most of those people and um, 
they try, you know, they do try and, and do it out of love or things, you know, things like that, but it ends up kind of steering us away from who we are, no matter what. So a lot of us hold on to things. I think pretty much all of us hold on to things from our childhood that we don't agree with. But, and so it always creates this conflicting point of view for us, right? Like, so we're always, every day we wake up and then things don't feel right or you're in a situation. I mean, especially with your kids that you're like, why am I saying this? I don't really think it's like that, but I was told that a million times growing up. So, so basically what the wild woman is, is always making sure that you can get back to who you were, right? Like peeling off those layers as you get older and really just digging down deep to see who you are. And the one really cool thing right now is there's this whole women empowerment movement going on. And we hear a lot like the divine feminine power is rising and that that's inside of inside of us and each one of us, right? Not just females. So feminine energy is not just for women, but it's more of like the energy of where you tap into yourself and you tap into like how you're feeling and, and you really like let your intuition lead the way of your journey versus the masculine, which our society in the United States is really like hustle and grind and, you know, work hard and work more. And, um, and so this kind of gives us an alternate perspective of how to really like tap in and learn how to just live your life in joy and, and then just trust that the money will be there for you so that you can have joy, you know, instead of the other way around, like work your ass off to try and get money and then see if you can get any joy from that. Right. It's kind of like how, how our society goes. So. Yeah. And I think with motherhood, it's so important because a lot of what society shows us and what we're taught is that moms work, they clean the house, they do all the household management stuff, they take care of the kids, they always go, go, go as a mother and rest and uh, taking care of themselves is like the last thing on the list. And so that's why this concept of the wild woman, I think is so important to every mama out there. Yes, I completely agree with that. Because I think too, Unfortunately, our society is still stuck in like the 1950 viewpoint, right? Like there's not many women that don't work, whether it's inside the home or, or outside the home. Like most of us have either a side hustle or a small business, you know, or, you know, you've got a few kids instead of like one and, and it's, that's a job in itself of itself. And so, um, I think that that's really important that we acknowledge that, that, you know, we really are starting to educate our men and or need to educate our men on the fact that, okay, like you can trade off chores with me. And, you know, because it really gets exhausting. Like, you're like, um, yeah, I work too. Or, you know, <laughs> just those little things that come up and, and not the men are bad, but it really is just this old mentality that hasn't gone away yet. And so it's like an education process and, and getting them to kind of see like what you go through and how you're tired and you need help. Right. Yeah. So, and I think yeah. too, like finding our wild woman helps us feel more confident and empowered to have those conversations and step into that about sharing chores, sharing duties and changing the idea that motherhood is all on the mom or that raising children is all on the mom. Yeah. Where do we get started? Oh my gosh. With this? I love that. I love that. Um, okay. So what we really want to try and focus on as, um, now that we're kind of aware of who she is, like, how do we get her back? Right? Like, 
how do we start tapping into her and figuring out who she is? And it kind of goes along with when people, you hear the words, people say like, you know, I just really had to find myself. Right. And, and you're kind of like, well, what, what'd you do? How'd you find yourself? Right. Like, it's it every it's a, a different path for everybody, but there are some really key things if you really want to tap into your own wild woman that you can start doing right now in your life to get back to her. Um, so the first thing that is super huge is to think critically, which means you know to challenge your ideals and values and beliefs that you were that have been given to you throughout your life. So we kind of touched on that earlier, but just making sure that you're challenging everything that, that you think about and that you come across. So um, a lot of times it's in parenting or parenting styles. You know, I know with my first, I parented a lot like my parents parented and realized that that's definitely not how I want to parent. So then I had to switch for my second child, you know, and of course the older always likes to put, put that in my face that she gets it so much easier than he does. Right. But we live and we learn. So just always making sure you're challenging the information that comes into your heads. Um, Kristen actually had a really good podcast about this. I don't know when, but you were talking about like making sure that you are consenting to everything that's happening to you and your body. That's another, you know, like that's something like to challenge our society with the way we think of doctors or any hierarchy. Like we, we need to challenge those things because it might not be right for our life. Um, yeah, the that, next was step, episode, uh, that was episode 48 from last week, if anyone's wondering. Yeah. So yeah, check into that because it's so important to make sure that you are standing up for yourself and it can be really scary when it is like at a doctor's office or somewhere that you're feeling like they're smarter than me. They know more than me, but if your gut is feeling like sick at that time, that's your gut telling you get the hell out of that room, right? Like stand up for yourself. If they're not listening, you just need to walk away. So stuff like that, that's kind of, it can be kind of hard, but the more you practice it on your own and um, just really get to know what you want, then you'll feel more confident and strong to, to do those things. And especially for your kids, because that can be really hard too. just to, it really is hard to stand up to, to doctors and you know, even teachers sometimes and, and government officials, it's just, it really is hard to make sure that you are providing the life that you want for you and your kids, but you absolutely can. And you have that right. Um, the next step is listening to your body. So, um, the wild woman is connected to that instinctual part of our being. So those questions where you, where you can ask yourself, like, how do I feel? Why am I feeling like this? Or how does this make me feel like your, like your gut reaction? And the way that we can really tune into our gut is by making sure that we're filling our body with nourishment. And instead of, you know, all the, all the junk that's in our, our wonderful United States diet. Um, so I, and I didn't really realize that until, I don't know, I think it's been a few years now, but I never knew before that, that my emotional and spiritual state are tied to my physical state as well. And so making sure that I'm, putting really good things into my body and not just food wise, you know, like check all the products that you use for your body, your bath supplies, all those kind of things, make sure they're just not full of chemicals because most, most things are. And that's why this huge, there's a huge movement. I feel like with natural products, getting the prices lower on those so that we can all start affording them. And, um, you know, just making sure that you're treating your body with really good care as well. And that'll help you tap into your, your gut reaction, your gut instinct. 
Um, the next step is to follow your intuition. And a lot of people sometimes combine instinct and intuition, but your intuition is more of like that knowing without knowing feeling. Like when you just, you can't explain it to anybody, but you just know. And sometimes you feel really stupid because somebody's wanting you to go do something, but you feel really bad feeling about it and you just know. And so you have to tell no and you can't give them a reason. And, you know, sometimes they get upset or whatever, especially like family members, but either way, um, you just, you really need to follow your intuition without hesitation. And the more that you follow it and the more you trust it, the more it will always show up for you. So sometimes it can come to you through like an image, you might see an image or you might hear something out of nowhere or, you know, just that knowing feeling again, but really tapping into yourself and knowing how, you know, your higher self kind of directs your path is going to be huge to discovering who your wild woman is because she'll always, always, always bring you back to what you're supposed to be doing here in this life, you know, um, and, and, and keep you on your, on your, what's it called? Like keep you to where you, ha- you have your own healing powers inside of you and keeping you like really aligned with yourself. So like when you know yourself, it's so much easier to like heal your emotions, to figure that out, you know, your spirituality and your physical self. So just tapping into your intuition. And I'll give an example for all the mamas of what that might feel like when you don't really know what your intuition is like. You're not quite sure. With my first son, he wasn't crawling. He wasn't really moving by six months, I think it was. And everyone, literally everyone, including the doctor, kept telling me, he's fine. Babies don't need to crawl. A lot of them walk without even crawling. I wouldn't worry about it. And I just had this, that knowing, I had that feeling that something was not right. And here in Colorado, you can ask for an evaluation as a parent. You don't need a referral from a doctor or anything. So we got an evaluation and it turns out he really had some gross motor delays and needed that physical therapy. And he was also a very late crawler, very late walker. And without physical therapy, probably would have been even later. So that was one of those times where I really just had to follow what that knowing I felt like I was like, I knew something was not right. And so that's wow. if, you, if you don't really know how to feel your intuition, that's one way you may have experienced it before as a mom, if you're listening and saying, I don't really know what that feels like. It could be something like that, where you just know something is not right with your, your, your child. You just need to go with that and trust that feeling. For sure. Oh, that's awesome. I love that. I didn't know that story. That's really cool. Um, Let's see our next, the next step is one that I've always had to work on and it is journaling. And, um, so just take the time to reflect on where you've been, where you're going. Um, I think a lot of people struggle with journaling because they're like, what am I going to write? You know? And that's for me, it was a lot of it. Like I had such a boring day. I got up when I went to work, I took the kids to their crap and I came home, you know? (laughs) So, but then when I was, when I was started digging into it, there's like, you know, record what you're grateful for and your daily accomplishments and take the time to like write down, you know, maybe like what went wrong for the day, kind of give it an audit and what you could do better next time. And one thing I recently learned is to keep a journal next to your bed so that when you wake up, you can kind of record those dreams. And um, a lot of times through our dreams, we're getting messages from our higher self. 
And the wild woman especially will show up to you as like a feline or um, like a bear type thing in your dreams. And then usually when we wake up from our dreams, nothing makes sense, right? Like, like, oh, that's so weird. But if you keep a journal next to your bed and you start writing down all these weird, these weird things, you'll notice that, you know, within a couple nights or even a couple weeks, just depending, you'll start kind of piecing things together. And it's, it really is, is cool. Like you start getting messages from, from your higher self and you can start kind of knowing that that's part of your intuition and start taking that with you. And um, you got to tell them about your dream. Oh yeah. So last week I had two, it was actually, it was a third night after I told you it was a third, that following night too. The first two nights I had dreams, different situations where I didn't have pants on and I couldn't find my pants. Like I had lost them and was like trying to cover up. It was like out in public and stuff. And then the third night I was supposed to go to someone's wedding as a, like a guest and I couldn't find the dress like the formal dress I had to wear anywhere. So like same sort of situation. And when I Googled, what does this mean? Because it was so similar. It was talking about how the meaning when you can't find your pants or you're not wearing pants has to do with feeling like vulnerable or exposed for beliefs or um, opinions on different things. And it's funny because I've really been struggling lately with deciding like, how much more of my personal story to share and opinions on things and what I've been like debating back and forth. So it really tied into what those dreams were about. That's I know that's so crazy. That is so awesome. (laughs) I just love that it it really can come to you through dreams. And if you're open to it, I know a lot of times, you know, like we are a little afraid of it, but um, just, yeah, just start writing them down and see what happens. You know, don't really attach a whole lot to it. Um, Okay. The next step is meditation. So uh, this has been going around a lot too lately. I feel like this is really, um, people are kind of like, oh, meditation doesn't work. But really what meditation is, is a time for you to just sit there and kind of go inside your body and to be able to think about anything you want. So to be able to just sit down and give yourself some time to ask source for guidance And, um, you can ask things like a lot of times if I, if I can't get quiet, like if my mind just don't shut up, I'll really just say things like, who do I need to serve today? You know, what guidance do you have for me today? Because sometimes I sit down and like, you know, like it's like squirrel brain. You're like, oh, there's dishes in the sink. I got to get this laundry done. Oh, the lawn needs to be mowed. Like there's so many things that it's hard to quiet your brain. So I think just sitting down with some kind of an intention, if you can just, if you need to quiet yourself, if you can just sit there and see what comes through, that's really cool too. So just taking time to, you know, sit, sit there and put in some, some breathing techniques to kind of help you stay focused on your breath. And, and then you'll just be really surprised of, of what happens. If you can keep it a consistent practice, it just, at this point, it makes or breaks my, or makes or breaks my day. If I haven't done it or not, it's so weird. Because I use, you know, it's only been a couple of years now that I've been meditating, but now it's like, if I don't meditate, I just, I feel off all day. I feel, you know, it's just, I didn't take that time for myself. I didn't take time to tap in and, and um, like the higher version of me always notices. So um, another one that's good for today, because we are recording on earth day. And so this one is to enjoy nature. Um. So I, I really think that even if you live in the city, 
there's always like a park, you know, you could go to a park or there's usually hiking trails or beaches somewhere, anywhere that you're able to tap into earth's energy. And what you really can do is called like rooting or grounding. You'll hear people say that. And so take off your shoes and socks and you just stand there. And a lot of times I'll just envision like the, like roots coming from my feet, like really just going into the ground and just letting mother nature just fill me up, you know, just kind of like taking all her nutrients and putting them into, into me. And I kind of visualize that because a lot of times our society right now is really plagued with depression and anxiety. And I know I feel that a lot, both of those emotions, I can feel those many times. And so for me, if I'm not, especially I live in the cold, I live in Utah. So in the winter, sometimes it is so hard to like really be in nature, right? Like it's kind of, it's rough if you're not like snowboarding or skiing or something. So I think that just taking any time like that, that you can to get in there and just, and just be, you know, like let her fill you up and, and notice the things around you. Like sometimes I'm, what animals can you hear? You know, close your eyes. Can you feel the sun on your skin? Um, but because the earth and the, and the body mirror each other. So that's why, you know, like when you go to the, the ocean, you can just, you just take a minute because it just knocks your breath away sometimes. Or you see this view that you're just like, are you kidding me? This is like in my hometown, you know, I'm just like hike this mountain and it's right here. This is so cool. So, um, it really is just cool to, to just let her calm me down and, and receive any inspiration that you might need to receive that day. And if anyone is listening, thinking that's way too woo woo for them, let me tell you, there are so many scientific studies confirming and showing that being out in nature helps your mental state, your mood, helps with anxiety, depression, so many positive benefits proven not only by the woo-woo, but science. So yeah, awesome. you should try it because I agree. It is life-changing just to get outside, can change your whole day. For sure. And people even say like, um, and I know I do, I have tons of houseplants, like getting houseplants, talking to them, like taking care of them, putting your hands in the soil from time to time. Like if you do live in a cold area, you know, like, like those types of things, like working with the soil can really give you that same kind of feeling. So even, you know, like that's kind of a little hack that in the winter, you can, you can still kind of get yourself into that mode. Um, okay. Our next step is to practice rituals. And uh, one that is like the hugest that comes to my mind is to make sure the environment that you're in is a happy, positive place. And a lot of times, so say like you're at your house and you feel like there's just this negative energy there. Like maybe you had a fight the night before, or, you know, the kids are arguing or whatever. Um, or sometimes it's just me. Sometimes I'm like in a bad mood and I can't get out of it. So I like to cleanse my environment and you can do that with sage or Palo Santo, or even like, you know, the rose water sprays or any essential oil. You can make your own like little water spray and just kind of like get that energy out of there. So if you are not into saging or anything like that, but you've, you've heard about it or you're interested in it, um, it really can, can really change that energy it, like this, like it is quick and it really helps. So you just basically, you grab a sage bundle and you burn it and, you know, walk the smoke around your house. And, um, and if that's all you do, that'll work. But if you are interested, you can say things like, 
you know, love and light in this house, only love and light can enter here, things like that, kind of like let the negative energy leave, and then open a window. And it like really just goes to the window and takes it all out. So it's, it's really cool. Now, does it, I was kind of researching this, does it smell like when you sage, does it smell or leave a lot of smoke? Yeah, so it can leave, I don't know if it leaves like a lot of smoke, but it definitely leaves smell. Now, you do want to open a window after you're done and it, and it's weird. Like you'll kind of see it, like it really like will just siphon itself out the window. Um, and, you know, of course I believe that it's, it has help from spirit, like getting it out of there. Cause you're asking it to, um, but it does leave smell. And if you are like in an apartment usually, and I don't know, but usually their fire alarms will probably not, not accept that. <laughs> so you know like my house it doesn't but I know like my sister had an apartment that was like anytime she cooked it didn't even it was like steam not even smoke it would go off so oh my god I know I tried to burn like write a letter and burn it like we had talked about and I went to burn it in the sink because I was like I'll see and immediately the whole kitchen started smelling and I was like I'm about to set off this fire alarm and so I had to like (laughs) like drown it in water (laughs) I know, like, I feel like apartments do that on purpose because, you know, they're obviously so scared that it'll burn down, but they've got like the best fire detectors in there. So be careful if that's, that's <laughs> where you live. Um, another ritual I love is just like a, a great morning routine. And it just needs to be something that is all about you, right? So, um, for example, if, so my morning routine is I wake up, I, I help get my son out the door. Um, and in between there, you know, I can just practice my gratitude sayings. And then as soon as he leaves, I do some yoga and I do my meditation. And then by about that time, my daughter wakes up. So I help her get out to the door to school and then I can focus on journaling or anything like that. So mine is broken up because that's what fits for my schedule, but really just taking like an hour or so in the morning to do something just for you. And it doesn't matter what it is. Like as long as it's, well, as long as it's not like TV or something like that, like something that really is just like you focusing on you and what you need to get done. And, um, and I think that you'll find that if you can just kind of stop that for like the social media first thing in the morning or emails first thing in the morning and really just give yourself that it really is gifting yourself that first hour. It just, it really changed my day. I didn't realize how big of a change it was, but um, or I didn't realize that before I started, like, I didn't realize how much negative energy, just like opening my emails and social media gave me in the morning. And it really does. Like you could just see one thing and then it re it wires your brain to kind of be on a negative plane, you know, and you kind of have to work back at getting it out. So set yourself up in the morning to, to, um, have a positive day. Um, and then two more rituals I'll talk about one Kristen just hit on is like, if you are having like some negativity against like a person or even a place or a thing, like you can just write a letter to it and be explicit and, and say everything you need to say, and then you can burn it. And you know, you can burn over the sink, like close to a window or, you know, just go outside and, and make sure you're in an area that obviously won't catch fire. But by, by writing the letter and then speaking it out loud and then burning it, it just signifies to your brain that it's gone. And it really can help you to release um, a lot of that negative tension or energy that's inside of you. And my last one is to like join a moon ceremony or a sistership circle. And um, 
the definitely in the woo woo arena I get that for sure but I think you'll find like if you did go to something like that that it really isn't what you thought it would be it really is just a time for you to connect and release and you know set intentions and and really just like do some of that deep healing work that people are always talking about like you got to do the work you know the inner work um a lot of that can be done at places like that. So you can find them wherever, like Facebook or um, Meetup. There's a lot of Eventbrite. You know, you can kind of Google stuff like that. And there's usually something in your area. Um, for me, anyway, there's something like a few times a month in different places around me. So I think it's like that pretty much everywhere. Um, oh, this is one of my favorites. This is spend time with other women is the next one. And the wild woman really loves spending time with other high vibing women because she's there to support them. And she knows that they will support her and that we do it without judgment. And I think that this one is so important because we've let her, we've let the way that we treat each other become so mean and hurtful and jealous and painful. And all those things are like comparisons, right? Like, they're all about like, oh, she could potentially be better than me. So I got to knock her down. And that's been this way for a long, long time. But I really think that it's coming, you're seeing it come back more where we're starting to stand up against it. And we're starting to be like, nope, I, you know, like, for example, my last job, um, it was very male dominant, you know, it was a, like a, one of the trades, like plumbing and stuff like that. So it was super male dominant. And, and there were a couple of times where I could, I could catch the men like pitting the women against each other. Like so-and-so said this. So she said you were wrong or what, you know what I mean? But it wasn't like the way that they would set it up was like, Oh my gosh, that's a huge problem. Like you just did that on purpose. And you'd ask them and they'd be like, yeah, but now they'll figure it out. They'll go, you know, like it was just a scapegoat for them to get out of whatever they didn't want to do. And I was like, holy crap, like it is so crazy to see it in real time. So make sure that you are um, kind of reaching out to people. Like if you feel like there's a woman that is kind of, you know, you're hearing bad things about, or you think she's saying bad things about you, like just have the courage to go up and talk to her because nine times out of 10, it's not true. Or she's feeling the same things, you know, as you are. And really, I think that most of us want to be friends. I think that women like really are sick of this whole mentality because it's exhausting. Don't you think like it is exhausting to try and fight all the time or be right or whatever when, because I don't know about you, but when I have girlfriends that are just like high vibe, you know, like you, and we've been in these groups of women that are just killing it right now. It's just, it really brings you up and, and it really helps you be your best self. So that's oh, a yeah. really big and then, like, when I see other women tearing other women down, like, on social media or something, I have to, like, unfollow. I can't be a part of it because I just feel it bringing my energy and my mood down, witnessing, like, these nasty comments. I've had to unfollow people because I felt like all they were doing was complaining about other people. Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree. And I'm like, it's not like we're not guilty, right? Like there was yeah. a time in my life where I was definitely that woman because, and now looking back, it was because I was insecure, right? It wasn't because that woman was so awful or whatever. It was because of my own insecurities. 
So once we kind of start to face those, like you'll start meeting women that don't deal with that anymore. Like we don't gossip anymore. We don't do these things anymore because what's the point that just brings us down too, you know? So start finding, looking for those women and then kind of linking arms with them because really that that will help you completely change your energy in a heartbeat to have women that you can go to that know the difference between venting versus bitching and, you know, like can help you kind of turn that around. Like you need that friend that's like, oh, okay, we've been stuck on this for a little while now. It's time to like move past it, you know, instead of staying stuck there. So um, okay. Our last one is be creative. And I think that a lot of us kind of lose our creativity somewhere along the road and, or not our creativity, but like our creative outlets, right? Like we don't really let ourselves be creative. The older we get, we're kind of like, oh, we're adults now we have to work and we have to grind and we have to do all these things. And, um, and that stifles us a ton. It stifles our growth. It stifles the way we think. And it definitely stifles like who you are meant to be. So I think that being able to tap into your creativity, no matter what medium you, you choose is huge. And, um, and it can really just help you feel more authentic of who you are, because once you start tapping into those things, you're like, Oh my gosh, I, I love to do this. Or, you know, even if I suck at it or, if nobody likes it, I don't care. Like I, it really fills me up. And then we all know, like if we're filled up, then we're great moms and we're great wives and great girlfriends and we're great at our job. And, you know, like we're just great in every other area of our life when we're taking care of ourselves. So just make sure that you are giving yourself time to do some kind of creative, anything that you like. So um, if you don't know where to start, get a coloring book and some colored pencils. Start there. And start coloring, right? I know, like that whole what was that? Like ten years ago, those adult coloring books came out, and it just went crazy. It's cool. Yeah, I got a really funny one for the Mother's Day giveaway I'm doing. It's called uh, "This Annoying Home Life," and it has really funny, like like a carton of broken eggs to color, and like <laughs> a guy plunging a toilet that's uh, clogged. Like really, and like a yeah, like real kid, life stuff. A kid drawing on the wall, like real life, like ridiculous, annoying things. From so it's like a fun little coloring book. I almost want to get one for myself. I know it is. It is so funny. Like when you go out to eat or something, it's like you're always coloring on your kids, you know, menu or whatever with them. Mm-hmm. So it, yeah, definitely. I think that could be really fun. So yeah, so that's that's basically how you tap into your wild woman. Um, obviously it can get really deeper than that, but, um, if you're just looking for some quick steps, like just to start like figuring out who you are, when people say that, like, this is kind of the process, like really just tapping into who you are and starting to trust that. Awesome. That's so great. Thanks for joining us and sharing all that goodness, Sarah. And how how can everyone, how can everyone find you? What do you have going on right now? Yeah, I, so you can find me, I'm mostly on Instagram, and it's at Sarah called 10. Or if you are a single mom, we have a group at single moms thrive and tribe. And right now I am launching a course for single moms, it's called thriving single mom. And it's an eight week course that is meant to really dive into who you are and help you, you know, heal your wounds, learn how to trust again, and then start thriving in your life. And, um, 
I'm super excited about it. It's just something that I'm passionate about. Obviously, you know, I'm, I've been a mom for 15, a single mom for 15 years. And um, it's just, it's been a path that was really hard. And I really wish that I would have had a lot of these tools that I am providing for other single moms with me because it can be a really long, lonely road. And I completely understand all that. So if that sounds like something you'd be interested in, go to thrivingsinglemoms.com. And we, you know, we can either hop on a call or you can sign up, whatever you feel comfortable with, but we would just love to have you and have you part of our community. So just come find us. So awesome. I will link that in the show notes too, so you can get to it real quick. Um, And you, if you are a single mama, you definitely need to connect with Sarah. She is amazing. Love her. She will be support, light you up. Seriously, everyone needs to go there right now and follow Sarah and check out her program. Thank you so much. Yeah, I'm so happy we got to do this. And I'm sure I'll have you on again at some point because why not? (laughs) Yeah, I would love to. Thank you. So yeah, that was the 50th episode. So much fun. And everyone listening, go to the show notes to make sure you follow Sarah check out her thriving single mom program if you're interested and we will see you next week see ya